0: Welcome to the Cop Ball Watching Podcast, I'm your host Jerry Johnson and in this episode I'm joined by Sophie Lawson and Campbell Finlayson to discuss the Women's World Cup. The tournament gets underway on Friday in France and before she set off to cover the tournament I spoke to Sophie about her thoughts on the tournament. Here's what she had to say. Hello and uh, welcome to the podcast Sophie. So obviously the, uh, the Women's World Cup um, starts in France this, week, this weekend. And just what I just want to obviously ask you to come onto the podcast, and I know I've, I've noticed on uh, Twitter, you seem to be one of the most knowledgeable people around there in the in the women's, uh, women's game. So just um, to start start off then, just to sort of ask you about some of the teams, what you think of them, what you think their chances, key players, etc. So just even to start with and just ask about the defending champions, uh, USA.
1: Um, they're, they're a very good team. I, I think you'll, you'll see quite a few players who are there in the last tournament who, who are champions, but JLS has brought in some new players as well. They actually have the, the oldest uh, average uh, uh, average age of a squad. They are the oldest team that will be in France. But there's a lot of experience. They do have some young players in there and it's it's hard to to not think that the US are always... They're always in the mix to, to go on and win it. Uh, but uh, I think this... this this tournament's going to be a little bit tricky for them and i think they they could go and win it and they they could sort of have more of a uh, uh, more of like a, a Rio olympics where they were, were quite ultimately disappointing
0: um just uh, just why even just why you mentioned olympics just as well obviously i know in what women's football well, it's obviously different in the, in the men's olympics it's an it's an under 23 tournament with three um overhead players what what way does the World Cup rank? Because the Olympics is basically such a such a full full standard of a tournament as well. Is there is there any difference? Like obviously, is the World Cup the main one to win, or would you say that the Olympics are just as important?
1: I think it depends. So you some players will say that winning the Olympics is 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 um is is higher ranked for them than the World Cup. Others will say that the World Cup is is still the gold standard. Obviously, you've got to do well in the World Cup to actually uh depending on your confederation to actually get a chance to qualify for the Olympics. It's more of an an elite tournament, if you will. But um, I, I think both, both should sort of have a, 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 a more of an even keel because they, um, yeah, as you said, it's, it's an under 23 tournament f- for the men. Um, but for, for the women, it's, it's still one of the, the most important tournaments, especially for those outside of Europe who would only otherwise get one big tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, so obviously France are the hosts, and I know that uh, domestically, Leon have been the sort of dominant force anyway. Certainly in the European game. So, what what sort of chance do the hosts have?
1: I think uh, a lot of journalists, a lot of fans, will will tell you that, that France they play some very good football. They've got some very good players, and if you go back four years, they they could have gone on to win it with the um, with the players that they had. Um, but, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to quote her, but, um, there was a journalist I was talking to the other day who, when France came up, she just said, bottlers, they're just, they're bottlers. And I think that's possibly it's a, a little bit of an oversimplification that they are a, a fantastic team. But I think where we have seen the issues in the past is maybe that bit of mental strength, which is mm-hmm. where the U S and Germany, excel because they just have a fantastic mentality whereas for france i think that it's the mental side that is the weakness and there'll be there's there's going to be a lot of pressure on them as hosts even more pressure because obviously the men won won their world cup and i think again they're a team that could be fantastic or they could slowly start to implode like we've seen other french teams men and women do in the past
0: I seen saying, I know what you say there about the, the the French men's team as well. I was sort of having a quick look at it, and I don't think there's ever been a time whenever one country's held both the men's and the women's titles. So obviously that could be another bit of a pressure on a on a team that, as you've already sort of alluded to, don't uh, don't cope well with pressure. Um, which brings me on the my the the next team on my, my wee list here, um, England. So obviously they they won the she she believes cup. Um, which was a couple of months ago there, but obviously seen as well they were beat by New Zealand at the weekend, which was obviously quite a shock. So, what, what sort of thing like, like how are you feeling about England's chances in this this tournament?
1: Uh, I think with England, when you look at the fact that they've gone to the semi final in the Euros two years ago and in the semi final in the World Cup four years ago, anything less than a semi final would be seen as a failure, especially given the the fact that. The, the entire team is 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 professional, full time, and I think that itself always puts them ahead of a lot of other teams because yeah, you know, maybe they won't be the better team on paper, but if they can run that a little bit further, that little bit harder for ninety minutes, they can get a win sometimes, and that that will definitely come into play for a tournament. But I I don't I don't think that the team has evolved as much as people might think it has under Phil Neville. From when he took over from from Mark Sampson, and I think there are still a few issues with, with the England squad. Definitely, when it comes to trying to break down um, smart defensive teams, like we saw with New Zealand. But um, I think they're a little bit of a wild card in some respects. But I, I know there's a lot of a lot of good feeling that they will go far. But uh, I would be, personally speaking, I would be a little surprised if they actually went on to win the whole thing.
0: And uh, I know obviously another country with uh, sort of a rich history in the women's games, Germany. So do they think they may have a chance? Or?
1: They've they've had quite an interesting couple of years. Uh, they say goodbye to to a long-time coach, uh, Sylvia nide uh, And they had what I I think I've said before, that it kind of would go down as more of a failed experiment with the coach after them, uh, Steffi Jones, and they had a really bad showing at the Euros. Uh, from then, they had a... An interim manager, uh, Horst Tubleish, who just steadied the ship, and and under him they started playing this really uh, attacking, expressive football, and no, no team was safe. Uh, since they've had a, a, another coach come in full time now, uh, Martin de Vos but she's only had 40, uh, four matches with the team. So I, you know, when you've only got a coach who's had four matches with the team, I think it's. It could be a little tricky, you know, anything could happen. But what we're still seeing from them when they get onto the pitch and play is they're this this aggressive, dominant attacking force. And They're just one of those teams that you could never rule out. You know, even if they play badly, they've got this winning mentality, this refusal to to give up. And I I think they might have dropped off, off the radar a little bit, but they're definitely a team that could go on and win.
0: I'm say um a couple of years ago, whenever it was the, the European Championships in Holland came through and uh, won the title, which I think at the time was was quite a surprise to a few people. Do you think they could uh, they can build on that and and have a good World Cup?
1: If they get it right, they've they've had a, an up and down two years since the Euros. They required the playoff to actually qualify for um for the World Cup. They uh, be you have the. Uh, you have four UEFA teams that don't automatically qualify. Uh, that then go into the playoff, and they beat Denmark, and then they beat Switzerland to, to get through. But because they didn't finish top of their group, so we have seen that the frailties and the weaknesses. You know um, that their, their coach Serena uh, Vigman she likes to use the same starting eleven over and over and over. So there's no surprises with, with the team. But when they get it right, they they they're a typical Dutch team. They understand. How to manipulate space, how to create space, and you know there's not many teams in women's football that know how to do that, and there's certainly not many that know how to cope with that so if it mm. if it clicks into place for them like it did two years ago, and i I do still say that the fact they were the they were the home team and they had the all the crowds behind them two years ago that did play into it, but if they can sort of tap into the same form and the same self belief that they're definitely a team that can cause a lot of problems.
0: Mm. Um. Okay. Is is there any other teams that you you think might have a chance? I know obviously Japan were maybe when they got to the final for uh four years ago. Is there anyone else that you think could uh, could push towards getting the, the the latter stages?
1: I know a lot of people think that um Australia uh Australia will will go far. I'm I'm not so convinced because they've got uh, an iffy defense and the the players personally they a lot of the teams sort are. Of Spent half the season in America and then the other half in Australia, and it doesn't feel like they have many gaps and breaks for recovery. So as much as they are they are hotly tipped, and yeah, you know, it's they they've got this golden generation led by Sam Kerr, who's just in exceptional form um, at the moment. And definitely, if anyone isn't too familiar with Sam Kerr, if they tune into an Australia game, they they should definitely watch out for her goals and her her trademark backflip uh, celebration. But uh, I, I'm worried about them uh, to, in the latter stages. Uh, Japan, uh, they, they, won, they won it four years ago and they got to the final. Uh, sorry, they won it eight years ago and they got to the final four years ago. But again, they're a little bit transitionary. They're up and down. They've got some young players. I think maybe Japan, because they have such a good knowledge of how to play and, and very technically gifted, maybe, say, watch out for them. Uh, at the Olympics, if they qualify, uh, well, if they qualify, they will qualify because it's in Tokyo. But uh, watch out! Uh, watch out for them in four years, maybe. Um, I personally think uh, the Swedish squad is is quite a good one. Uh, they've drift They've drifted away from what people think of with traditional Swedish, which is very defensive, and they 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 as well are playing more of an open and very feel free and attacking game. And it doesn't always work, but they certainly have have the ability to, to surprise people because they've still got a quite a good strong defensive core. So they're they're relatively well balanced.
0: If you if you had to pick uh, pick one team now, who who would you say is the, the one to beat? Germany. Germany. Okay. Um, there's obviously another sort of side story to the to the, the World Cup with uh, this current uh, current Ballon d'Or. Um, Ida Hegerberg isn't going to be there. Obviously, I know she scored. Uh, I think it was a hat trick in the Champions League final against Barcelona. Yeah. Um, for Lee on there, and uh, she's basically says that um, the Norwegian Federation don't take women's football seriously, and that there and and she's basically pulled out. So, like, what's your thoughts on obviously the World Cup? Um, is going to be missing. Well, she's technically then the best player in the world, but obviously, you know, she's making a stance as a noble stance to take. What, what's your your thoughts on that?
1: I think she's she's world class. She's she's absolutely an incredible footballer. Uh, but she's not the only world class player who won't be at the World Cup for one reason or another. And I think that gets that gets lost a little bit because it's her choice not to be there, whereas others wouldn't have qualified. Um. Mm. And I know that there are some people are saying, "Oh, the right," you know, so, so many people want to see her play. Uh, it she should just play, but uh, I I think just by having her standing up and, and 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 taking taking that stand, that's that's hugely important. Um, within the entire complexion of women's football, that players aren't afraid to stand up and and say, "I you know I can't play for you. It's it 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 doesn't sit right with me. I I don't think that you." Take women's football seriously. I definitely don't think that you have the respect for girls' football and grassroots. uh You know, so what what she's doing as well. It's it's about the younger generations, not just uh, the the, uh, the the older players. But um, I, I think you know what she's doing is is absolutely right for her. And I know people definitely have been sort of confused. I think I saw someone say, "I I don't see She's she won the Champions League and she's wearing the Norwegian flag. I don't understand." she's um she's norwegian she's proudly norwegian Mm. you know that nothing about that has changed she 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 grew up in norway her parents are norwegian she she loves norway when when she initially um put out her statement saying that she'd be declining call-ups she said i wish the team the best in qualification i you know i hope they go they do well she's not anti-norway she's and she she even recently said that she misses playing for the team she misses playing in the team but she doesn't want to play for the NFF. It's about the federation. It's not about Norway. And I, I, what what she's doing for her is, is is the right thing. I don't think people can really argue that because it's 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 what's right for her.
0: Obviously, with uh, with the obviously she's the current Ballon d'Or holder. So who do you think then is going to be the, the star of this tournament? Who's the one the player that you think might might be the one that uh, makes a difference in the tournament?
1: There, there, there are quite a few. It depends how certain teams do. Um, uh, you could say that J- Jamaica have uh, a a fantastic player in, in Shaw. Um, it's, it's hard to see Jamaica really upsetting the odds later in the competition, but she could definitely be one of the breakout stars. Otherwise, I think, yeah, you look at Germany with, with uh, Jennifer Marajan and you look at the US with so, so many players... I think players like Rose Lavelle and, and Sam Mewis for the US in in midfield, they, they do so so much for the team, but they're not necessarily ones that we end up we end up talking about, you know, Alex Morgan or Megan Rapinoe or Tobin Heath. But it's it's the players like Lavelle and Mewis that that definitely deserve plaudits. But it's there are a lot of there are a lot of players over the twenty four teams that, that that could could be so influential for their teams.
0: Mm. So just um like what what's your, your thoughts on the and the, the woman's woman's football as a whole and like where it stands now. Is it personally I was, I, I don't watch um a, a great deal of it. I probably don't watch as, as, as much football in general as I did whenever I was younger, you know, obviously we would work, family life and all that there. But it se- it seems obviously like obviously I know in, in the UK obviously the, the Super League is is come in and it seems to me that it, like it's it's certainly on TV a lot more and seems to be getting a bit more publicity, but it also feels like there's probably a good bit uh, a good bit to go, and um, to, mm. to get probably the the full respect that it deserves. So like, what's your thoughts on where it stands at the minute? I
1: I, I often wonder if it actually ever will be be sort of fully accepted and, and and held on par with with men's football uh, because it's. Football is very is a very specific uh, sport. It, it's you know you can't recompare really it like uh, men and women swimming or men women's athletics. But we we have come along uh, a long long way in in the last few years, and I part of that is the success of of England and 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 how the crowds are around the English team have have grown. I think the crowds in WSL are still a little bit low. Um, I think that's also the, the problem that you have domestically all around the world. That that's still the issue is people won't come out and watch league games, whether it be in England or Germany or Sweden or France. But they'll they'll show up for for the national team and I think a lot of people are trying to work out how to get people in. But I think we are slowly turning a corner and and more it's becoming more accepted and more girls are sort of seeing, you know, young girls, young boys um, as, as seeing women playing football and it's not about women's football men's football it's just football which is yeah. so i think you know give it a generation or two and and you might have you know slightly different ideas
0: i think it's quite um quite interesting as well you say about you know in terms of all our sports as well and like just from a personal pr- perspective and over the weekend, I don't know whether you whether you follow boxing at all or not, but um, there's a girl off from Irish girl, She was a former Olympic Olympic champion in, in London 2012, and Katie Taylor, and she was fighting there the weekend in New York on the Anthony Joshua card. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to people about it on work. Now there was she ended up winning the fight, but it was quite quite a controversial decision, mm-hmm. and it surprised me that like more more people seemed to be. Like almost offended at the thought of women boxing than, than they were by the decision, Like any time I was talking to somebody about it on work today, it was like, "Oh no, you know it, sh- it shouldn't be happening." So like I think there there still seems to be like just they're really they're they're like, like an ignorant attitude sometimes and it's it's obviously not uh, it's obviously not acceptable and it's not right. Um, personally, I think people people like yourself who are doing a great job covering covering women's football. Um, there's another I think is it Rich Rich Laverty is another one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. And you know, I see I see obviously on, on Twitter I've all, all these lists and you know different things. If I'm looking for something about something, I have all the you know, you know, shoot obviously you know the way Twitter works and you have all the lists and stuff. But um, you know, there's people there that are are doing a, a great job in um promoting the game. Personally that the World Cup, as I say, I don't I don't uh, I don't haven't watched the, not a great deal of it. So probably, you know, part of it's maybe like I might even be part of the problem. But, you know, from a personal perspective and looking at it, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the World Cup. I don't know a great deal about it, but I'm looking forward to it. And I'm particularly looking forward to it because where four years ago it was in Canada, times didn't really suit. Um, obviously, with it being in France, it's going to be, there's going to be games on prime time. and everyone am sitting down in the evenings with an hour or two, there's going to be games on. And I am I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Um, but uh, you're you're you are going. You're going to a few games, are you yourself?
1: Oh, quite a few, yeah.
0: Yeah, I see. I seen on. I uh, seen on Twitter. So how, how long or when do you go out to France? Or uh,
1: t- tomorrow. I, I I fly out tomorrow, and I'm away for thirty four or thirty five days.
0: And does that take that takes you really up the final? Like, it's the se- seventh, isn't it? It's the final seventh yeah, of July, that's, is that's right. it?
1: Seventh of July in Leo, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I was I was looking I think actually that day, I, I haven't checked kickoff times now. But I know on that day, I think the final of the Copa America, the final of the Women's World Cup, and I think the CONCACAF Gold Cup as well is all on That's the same right. day. I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping you know obviously that the, the three tournaments, hopefully someone at FIFA has had the sense to make it where they're not all clashing. You know, because it'd be a great day, obviously, for everyone to sit down and watch uh, watch the finals of the, of the all the tournaments, and particularly. I suppose if uh, you're probably looking, there's a real chance that maybe USA could be involved in both the, the gold cup and the women's world cup final. You know, so it'd be a big a big day for that as well. But um, no, I, I want to say um, thanks very much for coming onto the podcast. I hope you enjoy the world cup. I presume you'll be supporting England. Uh,
1: I'm 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 going out there to to, to cover it. So I, I I generally try not to support anyone. Uh, yeah. But, um, uh, I'm I'm actually surprised you didn't mention them, but I'm really interested to see how Scotland do.
0: Yes, yes, of course. I might say on on the uh, on the the podcast, I'm going to put the, this this episode and uh, I've got a, a Scotland. Uh, I'm going to be talking to a Scotland fan as well. so i will be I'll be talking to him about Scotland specifically. Um, yeah, so they they're in the group with England and Japan, and there's Argentina, I think, That's as right, well. Yeah. As yeah, so I know is. I think in that it's obviously it's a hard group for Scotland. Um, I seen the game they other night. I seen parts of it. They they seen the goal. Um, Aaron Cuthbert scored obviously is, uh, making a few waves. Um, against and the Jamaica game. Okay. Obviously they beat Brazil as well. So you know they've obviously, you know, a chance of of doing something. I know the top three possibly can go through the group if. Uh, I know. Whenever we were talking previously, we're sort of looking and think probably in that group, England, the Japan should go through. But then it's kind of a out between Scotland and Argentina. Probably.
1: I I wouldn't be incredibly surprised if uh, Scotland managed to to pull off an upset against either England or or Japan. Um, if if I'm being honest, but I think that, I think yeah, they they should finish as a at the very worst as a. Uh, Highest third third place finisher. They should should go
0: through. Yeah, no, it would be it would be good, obviously, to see that to see them doing well. And as I say, I'm I am looking forward to the tournament, and hopefully, you'll you'll enjoy your experience out there. Is this the first World Cup you've been to? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, it will it will be my 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 first World Cup. Yeah, I did um did all of the Euros in I was out there covering it. Um, but uh, France is a little bit bigger than the Netherlands, and there's a few more countries involved.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah also yeah was was the was the euros was that 16 teams uh
1: that sounds about right
0: yeah, yeah and also this one's 24 yeah so it'll uh, probably as well there's probably a bit more traveling involved with the set, the size difference as well in France but yeah just a little yeah.
1: bit yeah
0: yeah well um thanks very much for coming on hopefully That's maybe fun. um at some point maybe whenever you're back or we'll uh we'll be in touch at some point anyway and get some uh get some more thoughts on it but uh, definitely thanks very much for coming on and enjoy enjoy your experience covering it and uh hopefully it it, uh, all goes to plan and you enjoy it okay all right
1: thanks very much mate
0: all right thank you you. thanks mate. that was sophie lawson giving her insight into how she sees a Women's world cup going Sophie's currently out in France and will be out there for the duration of the tournament, so if you're interested in the competition, give her a follow on Twitter at Lawson underscore SV, where she has all kinds of previews on there already. Next up, we spoke to Campbell Finlayson about the competition and specifically Scotland's chances. Here's Campbell. Hello and uh, welcome to the uh, Cop Ball watching podcast, obviously um, you are the first uh The first guest they appear on here um, for the second time so allow me obviously to say welcome back to the podcast hopefully for the second of of a few good few appearances but um obviously in this one then so we're going to be talking about the uh the women's world cup and specifically scotland so obviously it's uh scotland ladies and it's their first ever appearance at the world cup and it's the first appearance from a Scottish team at the World Cup then since 1998 when the, when the men got to the finals in France. So what, uh, what sort of reaction is it getting in Scotland? Is it, are the girls getting the publicity?
2: Yeah, they have been. I mean, since they've qualified for the World Cup, we have seen a lot more of the club. They've got the women's national side, on TV and the news and papers, things that you wouldn't normally see as much. I mean, the Scottish team itself has grown over the last couple of years with Scottish women's football, SWF. Eh, they've been trying to promote the league side of things as well and that helped and of course, as I say um, the, the World Cup has made a big difference people have to suddenly take a notice in the women's game rather than just the men um, in qualifying the final home game against Switzerland with a crowd of 4,098 turned up and they won 2-1 there but that was smashed the other week against Jamaica when played at Hamden and 18,555 fans were there so I mean you can see that people are now they're actually done up to watch it and I think you get a
0: lot of people to go to a well as well, especially watching it on the telly So I mean it's it's good for Scotland and it's grown in the country as a whole. Mm. So, so yeah, I was having uh, I was having a wee look through uh, the Scottish squad. So there there's seven of the girls that are in the squad and are playing their football in Scotland. What is that? What's the sort of status of the, the women's game in Scotland? I know obviously England has been the big push there with the Super League. Um like what sort of is that at what sort of level or is it semi-professional or is there any professional players in the Scottish Leagues?
2: Well, it's semi-professional at the minute, Celtic. We're sort of talking about going professional but that's not quite what they're getting I don't know what happened there. But I mean, seven players talk about are Glasgow City and Hibb. They are the two biggest clubs in um, the league situation. Glasgow City were only formed in 1998 but they are, they are the powerhouse of Scottish football. They won the last 12 consecutive league titles there in SWPL1. Got Roman Special League as it's known there. Um, and then near the top side, Hibbs are in second, they've won the last two cups. They've won the League Cup against City in the last month as well. So they're where they're coming from. But the majority of the Scottish players, as they're saying, are in the English Women's Super League and a couple from abroad. But hopefully the game will grow in terms of the league football in Scotland, but at the minute it's Glasgow City are way ahead of everyone. Hibbs are catching up slightly but still going to be behind City at the minute.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and obviously as well sort of looking at it there's I think 22 of the squad or at least 23 and then there's Erin Cuthbert at 20 year, years old obviously I've seen a little bit of her there in the, the game against Jamaica obviously the goal made quite a few headlines that she scored um, do you know much about her? Well, I know she's at, at Chelsea at the moment so like, is, is most of the hopes around her or is there, is there someone else there sort of that's the, the main star of the team?
2: Currently. Yes, so Aaron's obviously a great player. Scored in the Champions League semi-final for Chelsea in France, actually, In Lyon when Chelsea unfortunately lost out to the eventual winners of that one there. Actually, yes, she is still quite young, but not quite the main player. I think the main player looking at for Scotland is Tim Little at Arsenal. She actually missed Euro twenty seventeen when Scotland football for that she under a cruciate ligament and then came back and broke her leg, but she's come back in now and see from the game the other night. they got that on the ball, it's still very technical. She is Scotland's main player. There's a lot of good players around her. Caroline Weir is another one who had a great game the other night. She's at Manchester City. to There are a lot of players. Lisa Evans as well. Arsenal, who was at um, five minute a while back. But Tim Little is the main player that Tottenham will look through I in the World Cup.
0: Mm-hmm. And was there. Was there anybody whenever you seen the squad? Was Was there anybody that you were surprised to see didn't make it? I'll say sort of from looking at the last of, list of players and the ones that maybe have a lot of caps. I'd like to have. Um, was Frankie Bryan and Emma Mitchell had quite a few caps and didn't obviously make the squad. Is there anyone that you were surprised to see didn't make it?
2: I would say there was a big surprise to Emma Mitchell of course. She scored that that goal for Arsenal not long before, got a lot of headlines again, but she was not long back from injury I think, I mean, you can see why she left it out. It was a tough decision for her of course, but there's too many surprises really at all in Scotland squad now. Mm.
0: And obviously, and you, I know you mentioned there about uh, Switzerland and uh, the game that obviously broke the record for So, Scotland got there, qualified beat Switzerland, Poland, Albania and Belarus. Um, did, you start, did you take in many of those games yourself? or
2: oh, a couple. Um, what first game I actually showing in that qualification campaign, I came home the afternoon, they were playing away to Poland. And I turned to on and they were 2-0 down, but it was over 20 minutes to go. And then they got a goal back, I think it was 13 minutes left. We ended up going three to win that game to 2 That was a big turning point for them. You saw it, you see that they were going to grow. I mean, I had I'd seen the scores from other games They sort of struggled against the Belarus, the team that to win. But that polling game seemed to be a turning point for them. And they come into the Switzerland game, and the whole talk around it was need to win by two clear goals, which was Switzerland. That was what we do. They had to done, sorry, to turn over the head to head record with them. Scotland started great that night from the crowd for 2-0 up in about 10 minutes they finished 2-1 and Charlie Terry said the players before it just go out and win forget the two goals but they all, they all seemed really dejected with the fact that they had won but there was that kind of feeling it was Only a one goal eh, margin and then they played away to Albania the following week and Switzerland played Poland Poland, Poland Switzerland to an draw and Scotland won 2-1 eh, in Albania so that eh, and they qualified so it was it you know, made a difference in the end. It was only two one, but it was just it was a great, great thing to see for the players. You could see themselves when I mean, you that game back. In, in Albania, the minute the final whistle went, they all looked at the bench and realised the final score in the Switzerland game. They were all totally delighted. So it was just great to see overall.
0: And uh, obviously, then, so the the draw obviously is it is quite tough. I know England. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of lot of feeling that England might might go quite far in this tournament. That I know they won that. The SheBelieves Cup, um, Japan got to the the final the last time. Also, they lost to the USA. What what's the feeling? Do you, do you think they, they have the chance of getting out of the group? Obviously, I know that, that there's some third place teams will go through. So, is there is there confidence in Scotland about it?
2: I think everyone's just kind of pleased that they've got there. They're proud the fact that they're there, and you're not going to go in and say that we're not going to qualify. It, but it's a very very tough group. England. Got to try think to win it. Japan, of course, at the World Champions 2011. So, again, on another side, they're ranked third and seventh in the world, Scotland in 20th. So, we plan to them be the top two. But as you see, there's the third place teams, four of the six, I think it is actually, will go through Argentina below Scotland. And if you know, Scotland can win there, even if they try and sneak something against Japan or or even England, because it's a bad game, of course, they're going to be up for that as well. So, I mean, there is a chance that they could go through in third, but I can't see anything past England to finish top fans probably be too strong as well in the second but it's a great achievement for Scotland to get there in general
0: mm-hmm. and uh, obviously then so just sort of in the the, the bigger picture what, uh, what what's your thoughts on the other teams is it, who do you think is the sort of teams that maybe two or three that could go could go all the way
2: I think looking probably again the top four in the world you know, America, uh, France, Germany and England they're all, they're all such great sides I mean England, of course, you'll fancy them to win Scotland, group, Germany as well. All these teams should have won the group. France as the host, we've seen even the men's team, that being the host gave you an edge. They gave Canada actually an edge in the 2015 tournament, where they got far into the tournament as well. So, I mean, they're all weird sides. Anything really could happen between them all. France get that bit. Americans, so they're the number one team in the world. So they are the favourites for it. Personally, I think got a sneaky feeling about Germany. I mean, they've got a new manager in. It's a sort of transitional thing, but... There the are other side, that they could have a terrible start and end up going out early, or they could just go the way. And I just have a feeling that they will get there somewhere. England, as we say as well, got the chance. But some of the, the uh, games ahead of the tournament, are totally different when you get there. But they have lost a couple. New Zealand beat them in Brighton um, at the end of last week, but they're all great sides. I mean, any of those four could win it. I can't really see anyone else in there. You've got the likes of uh, Sweden, Poland, some teams like that, Canada, even. Uh, Australia, sorry, all of these sides could go far in the tournament as well, but I think it's going to be one of England, France, Germany, and America that will win the thing as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's just quite interesting. Obviously, you seem to be siding towards the, the Germans, and obviously, in the earlier in this this uh, edition of the podcast, I spoke to Sophie Lawson, and Germany was the one team that that uh, she seemed to seem to side with as well. So, obviously, a lot of the talk. In the, in the media sort of and what I've seen is about USA obviously USA's got a great sort of history in women's football France because they're hosting it and the uh, the whole thing about if France could could be champions in both the men's game and the women's game would obviously be interesting Um, obviously living, living here we're, we're always going to have the uh, the English media talking up England but Germany's a team that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about, but two people who obviously know a lot more than I do about the women's game, both, both pointed out NCS Germany as the sort of team that they thought could go well. So it's quite interesting to hear that. Um, obviously, then, he says about Holland as well, and I know they won the, the European Championships. Do you think that they can they could maybe can continue that form? Do you think that gives them confidence, or do you think that was, again, a matter of because they were hosts? I think the fact they were hosts, obviously, plays a big
2: part in it, but we got... A good side as well. They're ranked seventh in the world, I think. Eight. Eight. I don't know. Eight. What look we all do? They will cause problems, dude. And Group E with uh, Canada, Cameroon, and New Zealand. That's a strange group. But literally, any of the four teams could qualify. Canada, as we say, did very well in 2015. Um, I think they would need to provide help Go well, their main players, Christine Sinclair. I mean, I think they really need to provide help she could be very isolated. Top far can than Canada. Probably stop early in the it? but the Dutch certainly they could go far if they want. I think they will go through the groups and probably the I think through the last sixteen, anything is awesome. Looking at it, probably the quarter finals I like can see where they'll finish there, but you never know. On, on the day, they could beat any of the other sides there, so you we'll waiting to wait and see what happens. But the Dutch, I think, they could be a dark horse there. You never know. Yeah,
0: the uh, <clears throat> I know. Um, obviously, it starts on Friday. I think it, Scotland and England's the first game against each other. On uh, Sunday, I believe I think that is. So, what's it? What What are you you thinking? Obviously, I know Scotland, England. Obviously, the big rivalry. Do, or will you? Um, do you think there'll be a big, uh, big numbers watching that game in, in Scotland? I
2: think so. I mean, it's, it's probably the best way they could start it. It's the first game ever at a World Cup. It's it's on a good. It's five o'clock game on Sunday, so it's not like the you know, middle of work or things people can't see it course, against England, it's going to interest a lot more people than it would say, Cameroon or someone, for example. So, I don't think it'll be a good crowd in the stadium to watch it as well as at home. How Scotland got on, you never know. A big crowd may help them, but I say England. Are obviously, one of the best teams in the world, so it'll certainly be a tough ask. They played them in the first game of the Euros as well. We lost six 0 there, but they had a lot of players out through injury in that game. So, Scotland here were fully fit squad, and if they can get the key players on the ball, and you never know what's happening. So. Just
0: we hopefully a thing of the game. And also, sometimes the sort of the general consensus from these groups is kind of try not to lose your first game. But and another way sort of to look at it is if if England are kind of obviously England are one of the, one of the top sides there and they're one of the favourites to win it. And uh, even you could sort of look at it as maybe England won't be on top of their game straight away. Or, you know, even if you do lose it, you've got the, the hardest one out of the way. And whenever you're maybe the first game nerves out of their way, and then, you know, that could boost, that could boost the girls, obviously, whenever they, it gets into the second and third games and maybe push on from there. But um, what is it? Uh, if I asked you one question, one gut got feeling, where, where are Scotland? What, what, how far are Scotland getting? I think it depends on scores against England. Of course, Argentina a the game, they have to win
2: that. If they can win that, and if they go on to lose to England and Japan, as people probably will expect them to, and keep the scores down there and go through for a relatively decent goal difference with a win over Argentina, then it wouldn't surprise me to see them get through to the last six seasons. As we say, they'll be just interesting to group teams and achievement if they get through, they've been fantastic as well. But just even just to beat Argentina, probably the best chance, just get a win. And if they don't go through, then they don't go through. But I've got a feeling they could sneak through to the last six seasons.
0: Okay, yeah, well, obviously, um, I wish, uh, I wish Scotland all the best. I'll, I'll be certainly, uh, I'll certainly watching them. They're obviously the old, uh, old cousins and all that there. So I'll be keeping an eye on them. I Remember back in 1998, and uh, I, I, was at school in the time, and I remember getting off the first. was I think it was the first game of the World Cup against Brazil, and uh, obviously I was, I was cheering Scotland on there, and obviously it didn't go as well. After I think they drew with Germany and then lost three 0 to Morocco at the time, but um, obviously it didn't go well and. Scotland obviously have the record, and not doing great in the group stages. So obviously it'll be it'll be really good if the girls could get through the group. Um, but yeah, so the bet all the best of luck to look at Scotland, and hopefully, you know, if they do get through, we'll uh, we'll get an hour chat. Hopefully, maybe before a, a nice wee uh, last sixteen tie. But uh, thanks very much for coming on, and hopefully, I'll, I'll hear from you again. Yeah,
2: we'll that. thank you. Here's.
0: That was Campbell Finlayson giving his thoughts on Scotland's hopes in the Women's World Cup. That's all we have time for in this edition, so thanks for listening and don't forget to click subscribe on whatever app you're listening through. Thank you and until next time, goodbye.